Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Said Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak to industry experts about the changing landscape of marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Jane Osler, Global Head of Media, Insights Division of Kantar. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm pleased to welcome our guest today, who is Oliver Dean. And Oliver is Director of Commercial Outdoor and DAX at Global. We will come on to talk about DAX, which is the Digital Advertising Exchange, shortly. But I wanted to also explain that Global is the well-known media and entertainment group. And it has three main parts, which is a radio broadcaster. They also own outdoor inventory out of home, and they also sell digital advertising and do some events as well. So we will be talking about many of those things today. Welcome, Oliver. Hi, Jane. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start off with a question about the pandemic, and we know it's had a significant impact on a number of industries. We know from our own research that radio listening went up during the pandemic. We also know that people really like listening to radio for news and also audio as well to get to get their updates, including podcasts. So what's your view of what's been going on over the last year across various radio and audio platforms? I think if we sort of go back to the mindset of people round about the first lockdown that came in late March last year, sent home from work, sent home from school, confined to our homes for for large amounts of time. I think people turned to the radio because of a greater need to get the things that they already previously got from radio. So so we've noticed that in 2020, our digital sessions rose 13%, total digital hours rose 47%, more people have Alexas in their homes. And in all of our research around why have so many people listened to so much more radio in their homes over the last year, the stats that came through were kind of things that wouldn't really surprise you. 90% of people say that they listen to the radio um, to keep them in touch with the outside world. That need has been more apparent in the last 12 months than ever. Um, 84% of people say that it keeps them company throughout the day. You you quite rightly pointed out that it's a, a source of uh, up to the minute factual news, but some other nuggets of information we noticed is is that you know 62% of our listeners want more laughter in their life and there's an overall 
emerging view of people just craving normal normality and sometimes the the sounds of their favorite presenters interviewing people bantering music that they like just gives them that connection to the outside world and and makes them feel a bit normal and in helping them get through what have been probably on a personal level some difficult days for all of us in the last nine months and how are you getting this information is this your own research that you're doing or is this stats that you derive from your various platforms good question i suppose we, we we get three sources of information from a radio point of view so one there's there's ray jar and we then tend to go to two other points one is live server data that actually shows us the number of sessions so the number of times someone says alexa play capital or someone launches an app or someone launches an online player on their desktop and you can get a very good real-time view of people listening how many times a day how long they're listening for and then the other part is, is that we have an extensive panel of over 20,000 people and we're able to dip into that panel on a regular basis, ask them questions, find out about their mindsets, find out about the reasons why they're listening. It helps us move our content, but also it gives us good audience insights. So just to give you an example of that, what we saw from audience insights was very early on in lockdown, very high levels of empathy amongst people, you know, when we were baking banana bread and capping for carers. And, and actually what we've, what we've seen over that time is, is while that empathy remains at a good level, it's sort of more waned and given way to a more dominant view of people just craving normality. And what's also interesting about the part that they crave normality is, is it's not necessarily doing huge big ticket things when covid restrictions are lifted it's more about craving the little normal things in life such as meeting a friend for a coffee going out for a drink with some of your friends that seems to be an overriding area of where where people's mindsets are right now so let's move on now to out of home talking about craving normality people going out and about traveling on public transport obviously we know that out-of-home investment has suffered a lot during the various lockdowns. Tell us about out-of-home media and, and how it was affected from your point of view. Of course, sure. I um, took over my current role in May of 2020 in the midst of a national lockdown, which is hardly the, the ideal time to take over an outdoor advertising business. And I, if we think back to what, what life was like then, when the first national lockdown was announced, we saw significant decline in audience levels. Um, as people were confined to their homes. So if you were to take February as a 100% base of, of normal life in 2020, outdoor audiences on a whole in the UK dropped to around about 30% in, in that March when the lockdown ex- uh, hit. They gradually crept up throughout the summer as the government lifted restrictions and, and put various um, incentives in place, such as eat out to help out here in the UK, which encouraged people to get back in to local restaurants. So it, it, it then peaked at back up to 100% of pre-COVID levels in September of 2020. And in this subsequent lockdown, it, it's back down at 60% of, of pre-COVID levels. So certainly that, that audience has, where we are right now sitting today in the middle of January 2021 is, is below what it was from a pre-COVID point of view. I think what we've seen is is some interesting stuff. So with that 60% that's, that's still outside, that's been driven by the 18 million people here in the UK who 
cannot work from home. So they're either key workers or they um, fall into the category, I don't know, like a, a construction engineer who has to physically go to a, a construction site to do their job. It's made up by um, people taking essential shopping trips to supermarkets, um, and it's made up by people doing their daily exercise. So 27% of us still take our daily walk or run. And we've seen differences in the way that people move around. So those audiences have become much more local. People are spending a lot more time in their in their local areas, um, running around their local park on their local high street than they would necessarily do moving into a city centre. Um, when we see restrictions lifted, you see a recovery that is referred to as a polo mint recovery. So if you think of a city as a polo mint, the outer areas of suburban areas tend to be the ones that recover quicker. They tend to be the areas where we see more people onto public transport coming back quicker. So like the London Underground has more activity in the outer stations in those recoveries than it would do in, in central London stations that would be the busier pre-COVID. So what we're seeing is that people still spending lots of time outside, but a change in the way that they're moving around and and building on the point you made earlier about data sets is I think one of the trends that has been expedited by COVID in outdoor has been the use of mobility data sets. So using things like Apple mobility data to monitor people's devices and movements to be able to get a much more contemporary view of movement because if a restriction is announced on a Monday, that's going to have some very drastic changes to the way that people will move around that following week. And we need that data to give clients, one, an accurate view of how many people are actually seeing their campaign, and two, to aid them in their planning to decide whether they where they should put their outdoor placements. So presumably, if you're getting real-time or near-real-time mobility data, with digital out-of-home, that gives you greater flexibility to change campaigns or change the placement, whereas with uh, more conventional out-of-home, that you have less flexibility there. Yeah, I think if we just take digital first, I, I can remember when, when COVID first hit, listening to a podcast and they said, any industry what COVID is going to do is take the five-year trend that's happening in that industry and speed it up and make it happen much quicker. And I think you've seen that in out-of-home in the sense of advertisers are demanding a greater level of flexibility from out-of-home and they're demanding a greater level of immediacy from it. So if we were to take immediacy first, I see immediacy is delivered through one better technology in the buying process. So all of our digital screens can be bought through programmatic means, meaning an advertiser or an agency can go into a demand side programmatic buying platform and buy outdoor in a way that they would um, their digital display or their video. So the main benefit is that they can switch a campaign on, start bidding on inventory like you would in display, and it be live on the street in an hour and you can switch it off or amend it or move geography of your campaign all within your control. So what we're seeing is advertisers who have demanded that immediacy in terms of how they access outdoor use that a lot more. And I think that that is a trend that is is here to stay. Another point on immediacy is immediacy in the data sets. And, and a good example of, of an advertiser that's actually live right now in the middle of Jan here in the UK is Experian, the credit scoring checking company. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Where they are live on the London Underground Network their messages live and we will obviously get the oyster card tap in tap out data that you get from people tapping in through the gate barriers we get that um, every day and what we can see is is varying people's movements around the london underground network so if to keep the math simple um experian were to buy 100 impacts on a tuesday and we could see by um, tap in tap out data that some audiences and some certain stations were falling below that we could immediately add some more digital screens to that campaign in near real time to make sure that we deliver that audience so the immediacy is driven by both the way in which people access the inventory but the data they use to qualify the audience and that is uh, like i said another trend that is is very much here to stay Okay, so you're you're seeing the benefits of campaign optimization extending beyond, you know, the traditional digital or online platforms and moving to the the digitized platforms. Let's move on to audio and out of home, both both of which are part of your role and and the joint selling of those. Um Kantar's done some research called Media Reactions which actually shows that the ad equity of digital out of home out of home and radio is actually high it's it's net positive and so people's receptivity and attitudes to those channels and other offline channels actually are higher than they are for, for online channels so consumers are positive about advertising on those channels as i understand it is part of your role through dax digital advertising exchange to sell both together so tell us about how that works what are the benefits of selling audio and out of home jointly yeah, we believe in this so much as it's clearly a part of DAX, and I'll address that in a second, but we feel it, it's the case across our entire business. And in June of 2020, we restructured our entire commercial team that had previously a radio team, an outdoor team, and a DAX sales team into one integrated team to enable us to do just that. And it's been received very well from advertisers, so can be done in a variety of different ways, and it's Probably right, I share just a couple of examples. So um, eBay is a brilliant partner of ours. They um, sponsor uh, Capital FM's um, breakfast show and have done for a while now. They obviously use that radio vehicle to reach a large number of people. And as the partnerships progressed, we started to bring in uh, different types of channels to that. So um, part of that sponsorship means that eBay often run promotion mechanics where you can give away lots of, of goodies that you can buy on eBay. And what we've started to do is introduce social channels to that. So we now use Capital's TikTok channel. It might come as a surprise to you that Capital is the largest producer of original TikTok content in the UK. 
1.1 million followers. And we would use our TikTok account for presenters such as Roman Kemp to be able to deliver a competition mechanic on TikTok to get people to um, enter the competition and interact with that and um, win some stuff. So that's great. And I think what we bought and how we extended that partnership onto outdoor this year was TikTok is obviously a portrait vertical video that's viewed on a smartphone. We took those TikTok videos and we put them on our full motion digital portrait screens in across the London Underground Tube Network. So it was very interesting in the way that we were using outdoor to take capital TikTok content with eBay and amplify that to a much, much larger audience of people or add that extra element of frequency to people who would see it both on their private screen their phone and a public screen, a screen that they will walk past on their commute. So that's one example of how we've done it in a kind of a creative sponsorship way. In more straightforward media planning ways, we've had good success with syncing the delivery of radio and outdoor. So BMW came to us with a brief to promote their plug-in hybrid range. And what we were able to do was put together a radio plan that had spots going out at various different points throughout the day. And we synced the digital outdoor delivery with those spots going out on radio airtime. So if uh, ad played at a 20 past break on Heart FM or Classic FM in the morning and someone was in their car, they would hear the plug-in range BMW ad on their car radio and they could also pass a digital screen for that very same ad. And that ad actually changed color and illuminated as the car switched from petrol to electric. So really lovely idea in how syncing can be used in the delivery of, of radio and outdoor that are both what I would describe as quite companion-led media channels that fit into people's days as they go about doing their business, be it commuting, working from home, doing their chores in the morning. I think those are really lovely examples, actually, of you know how the digitization of various platforms and using them together actually can result in a huge surge of creativity but also making sure that for every execution the context is being acknowledged and context is something that we think is hugely important in advertising whether it is you know time of day or the place that you're advertising or the format that you're advertising on let's move ahead and think about the rest of 2021 we did some research recently media reactions which looked at what advertisers were planning to spend their money on this year which channels they were planning to increase their investments in and where they were planning to decrease and what this showed is that advertisers are planning to increase their investment in digital out of home radio looks like it's going to be fairly flat for 2021 and out of home suffering a, a slight decline but what does recovery look like for you to pick up on a couple of the points in that, so digital first, I completely agree. I mean, against the, the backdrop of COVID, outdoor companies, particularly ourselves, have continued to invest in digital out of home. We have 4,000 digital screens across our entire plant. Um, we put 100 large formats, digital roadside screens, so the big screens you see on the side of roads. In, in the last year alone, we were still investing and putting new screens in the ground in the UK in a compliant way. So where we are with outdoor digitally in the UK is it is a national proposition. You can buy a digital only outdoor campaign and reach 11, 12, 13 million people in the population, depending on what format you can buy. So it's got that level of national scale. And, and what's also happened of late and has been made more important with our change in movements is a lot of that digital out of home has gone into those 
smaller cities such as Wolverhampton or Bury that previously would have been predominantly classic out of home. So as an advertiser, there's a lot more scale and, and, and choice available. So I think you're right. We're going to see a lot of advertisers use that scale of screen, but also that programmatic technology to gain much more flexible and immediate access to outdoor, being more tactical with data sets should pollen count arise, they can immediately put a campaign live with a particular message. So the temperature change or the rain start or stop, they can put campaigns live or change messaging to be much more reactive. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that throughout 2021. I think from a general wider point in outdoor, and one of the things I noticed when we were coming out of our first lockdown around June, July of 2020 time was creatively brands seemed to be using it to really tap into to people's mindsets of that crave of normality and, and and i remember there was just on a personal level something quite reassuring when i made my first trip back into london having uh, not done it for a while one of the first things i saw on the london underground was mcdonald's with a really lovely simple picture of mcdonald's fries with the strap line saying fry pinching his back and i think that brand's ability to use outdoor to have those contextual triggers to reassure people that life is back to normal we've seen from research that actually some people look for brands to give them reassurance that that's happening and i think that what you're still seeing is be it that mcdonald's ad or Google explaining how their cloud infrastructure is used to power home delivery apps that you use shows that there's a lot of brands who are using outdoors a creative canvas to remind people that life is moving back to normal and their brand plays a role in that. So I think we're going to see quite a lot of that. And then another part of our business, which we've not touched on, and we're excited about the idea of of it coming back, would be at some stage would be live events. So we put live events on at Global ranging from selling out the Royal Albert Hall for Classic FM Live to the Jingle Bell Ball in London's O2 Arena, events where thousands and thousands of people go to now, listening to the world's best musical artists. Um, That obviously stopped in COVID. They either went online into virtual events or into smaller socially distanced events. I think as we progress throughout 2021 and, and restrictions ease, we're very excited about getting people back into full arenas again and the opportunities that that brings for brands. You've been listening to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit Kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you.